There are so many tasks on our to-do lists as women and wives and mothers that are repetitive and also hidden. You plan meals every week and wander the aisles of your grocery store only to be back again the next week after to do the same thing all over again. And you fold a massive pile of laundry and as you're putting clean clothes away in the dressers, you look over and the laundry basket is full again and it's already ready for the next load. You make a meal only to be faced with a pile of dirty dishes and a full dishwasher that's ready for unloading again. And so much of the work of homemaking goes unseen to the outside world. So it can be easy to get discouraged in the monotony of taking care of your home and your family and yourself. So how do we find meaning in these daily tasks that we're going to do all over again tomorrow? Hey, welcome to Letters to Women. This is a podcast where we explore and embrace what St. Pope John Paul II called the feminine genius. It's this unique strength and dignity that we have as women and what growing in that looks like in our daily lives. This is not a podcast where we talk about the one right way to be a Catholic woman. And it's not a show where I sit down with other women and we share a set of expectations for Catholic women today that leave you feeling left out or out of place. Instead, You'll find a conversation with women in a variety of seasons of life, and you'll hear about how they are living out their own unique feminine genius. And this is all offered as an encouragement for you to discover more about who you are, who the Lord's created you to be, and how he's inviting you to live out the feminine genius in your daily life too. My name is Chloe Langer, and I'm a Catholic wife and mom living in Kansas City. Tonight, I'm coming to you again from the basement recording studio. I'm surrounded by piles of laundry, <laughs> piles of laundry. The dog is still barking upstairs, and here we are, and I've tucked the girls into bed. But I love finishing the night with good conversations about one of my favorite topics, which is the feminine genius and being able to share those conversations with you. In this episode, I'm sitting down with Therese Desolette. Therese is the founder of Lovely Lady Linens, which is this gorgeous Marian-inspired home textile company. Her and I are talking about how the Blessed Mother can encourage us in daily chores, the importance of beauty in our home, which is a domestic church, and how Therese integrates her work and her vocation. So if you are exhausted from a constant to-do list of taking care of your home and your family, and you are needing some encouragement and inspiration for that next load of of dirty dishes or laundry or meal prep. Sister, this letter's for you. Today's episode of the Letters to Women podcast is sponsored by Sacred Heart Tea Company. You know, there's so many little traditions that we have around our home around tea. Joseph and I make mugs of tea as we wind down for the evening after putting toddlers down for the night. I love sitting down with Maeve and Ada, our two and four year old, for little tea parties on rainy afternoons around the house. And when calming down for the night as a challenge, I brew a mug of tea for Maeve to sip on during bedtime readings. Sacred Heart Tea Company creates loose leaf teas based on the lives of the saints. So not only is it the perfect addition to your evening or morning routine, it also is a chance to learn about the saints and their stories. Their tea shop features green and black and herbal teas as well as caffeine-free teas for those evening routines. And if you don't know where to start, check out their Communion of Saints sampler, which features sample sizes of all their teas, so you can try all of them and find your favorite. You can find out more at sacredhearttea.com and use the code LETTERS to get 10% off your purchase at checkout. That's sacredhearttea.com with the code LETTERS for 10% off. Today, I'm welcoming Therese Desolette to the podcast. Therese is a mom, an attorney, and the owner of a small hand-blocked printed linen business, Lovely Lady Linens. Living in a quaint fixer-upper in Alexandria, Virginia, with her husband and three kids, her days are kept busy with home projects and family time and building up a business to inspire beauty within the domestic church. Lovely Lady Linens was born from the desire to create home decor that could lift hearts and minds to heaven by the inspiration of our Blessed Mother. Welcome to Letters to Women, Therese. It's so good to get the chance to sit down with you tonight. Thanks, Chloe, for having me. It's great to be here. 
So tonight we're going to be talking about your business and living liturgically and finding meaning in the sometimes monotonous domestic work and homemaking. But to start off the conversation, Therese, can you tell me a little bit about your story as a Catholic woman? Sure. I am a cradle Catholic. Uh, my parents were always very devout. Growing up, we attended daily mass at 630 in the morning as a family. And then we were carted off to school. Every night we said a rosary after dinner and dishes. And every Sunday at 8 p.m., we loaded into the car and drove to the Adoration Chapel about 10 minutes away from our home and had a family holy hour. And all of those devotions were extremely impactful to me as a young child. My parents were firm believers that faith is taught in the home and that parents are the primary educators of their children. So our faith was really part of our identity, my siblings and I, and not just a Sunday observance. That's kind of how I now try to live my faith with my own children. I love the Sunday evening holy hour. That's such a lovely way to round out a Sunday as a family. Mm -hmm. You're a wife and a mom and an attorney and an owner of Lovely Lady Linens, which is this beautiful Marian-inspired home textile company. I would love to hear more about the origin story of Lovely Lady Linens and how the business has grown since you've launched it. Yes. So I began Lovely Lady Linens in 2020. I was looking for an affordable tablecloth for hosting brunch for Mother's Day. And I really had searched the internet. I have a particular aesthetic and I had searched name brands and stores to find something that was appealing to me, but also within a reasonable price point. And I didn't want just uh, another tablecloth that could be, that was pretty, you know, mass produced. So finally, I just started to sketch my own design. With a lot of research, I found a block printer in India, and she sent me a sample of my design in a block print tablecloth. So that's really how it started. As my designs began to start coming into fruition, I began just drawing inspiration from different images of Our Lady. And it wasn't intentional. It was just those Marian images have always just been very appealing to me. I have a lot of Marian images in our home. And so I just started kind of incorporating those colors into my designs um, and, and the patterns and the different flowers that are often associated with Mary and sketching those out and then sending them over to the block printer in India. So as, and as you mentioned, I'm, I'm an attorney and I still work full time at that job. I'm currently on maternity leave after having our third child in March, but the linen company is still part-time. It's my part-time hobby, so to speak, but it has certainly grown since it launched in 2020. I currently have a marketing manager, Christy, and a photographer, uh, Christy's husband, Carlos, who takes many of our product photographs. And we ship out of Fredericksburg, Virginia, um, and have part-time help there, including my mom, who helps to ship orders. And we also have branched into wholesaling with stores and companies across the United States. And then we're just trying to expand in, in various ways that are still very liturgical focused. So we do have coming some prayer altar linens and all other home linens. So yes, we are certainly growing, not at an exponential rate, but steadily. And that's very exciting. Can you tell us, for those who are listening in and, and are learning about textiles and linens, can you explain what a block print is? Yes, a block print is very unique to India, and it is a repeat pattern of particular pattern that's on repeat. And so 
the block is it create you create a stamp so to speak in a wood form a literal block a wood block that is then filled with the particular color that is being used in the pattern and then it is stamped on repeat throughout the textile it's a beautiful art it's all hand done so i like to say that no two pieces are identical and there's not any flaw so to speak they're just different each tablecloth is going to be just a tad bit different because it's all a handmade process so they're really it's a beautiful art and it's very old and it's unique to india that's incredible. I love how each linen collection at Lovely Laden Linens is inspired by a Marian title, a Marian image. How has designing these collections impacted your own relationship with the Blessed Mother? It certainly deepened my devotion and understanding of various Marian devotions and apparitions. If you follow me on Instagram, you kind of will probably know that I love blue and white in my own decor. But aside from that, that's that's why the collections favor those colors is because Mary is often depicted wearing blue and white. So the Immaculata collection is one of my favorite, and it's inspired by Our Lady of Lourdes, um, who appeared to St. Bernadette with a crown of 12 stars around her head, and she revealed herself as the Immaculate Conception. So the Immaculata collection has a very simple design that I hand drew and features little wreaths of 12 blue flowers on a white background. And the flowers represent the crown that Mary wore and the blue of her sash, and of course the white of her gown. So designing a collection has that pays homage to the Blessed Mother has naturally deepened my relationship with Mary, I think, because in the same way that an author can't write a book about something he doesn't know, I don't think that I could design a collection of table linens that honors Mary without having a relationship with her and a deep love for her. That has deepened over time. I, I think I was mentioning that my parents have always had a deep devotion to the Blessed Mother, but particularly my mother. And I remember as a young girl asking her how to pray. And I was about eight or nine years old. And she said to me, begin with Mary. Talk to Mary as if she is your easiest path to Jesus. And she told me that oftentimes she would stand in her closet and it would be in the morning and she would say out loud to herself, Mary, what do I wear today? And Mary would, she says like Mary talks back, you know, and just in, in terms of helping her in just something so simple as picking out an outfit. That was my first inkling into how to love Mary as if she's just our mother. Like you go to her with everything. And in designing these collections, sometimes I just say out loud to myself, Mary, if this is for you, help me in honoring you and show me the way to design something that that pays homage to you. Um, so I think, yeah, my, my relationship with her is definitely naturally deepened <laughs> with this company. I think about being a mom and having little kids and them getting dressed for the day and coming and asking, what's the weather? Or should I wear long sleeves or short sleeves? Mm -hmm. And how much that's a regular conversation for mothers of little kids. And just thinking about how Mary as our mom, that just, I love that your mom asks her that. So Lovely Lady Linens has multiple collections and, and they feature things like tablecloths and my favorite is your napkins and I love how all of those are integrated into so much of our day our daily lives and the fact that we gather around the dining table but I think that when it comes to domestic work and homemaking what often comes to mind is things like endless loads of laundry and making and cleaning after meals and, and vacuuming up all the crumbs from the carpet that spilled during those meals and 
it's really tempting to think that that work doesn't matter, especially when we as as wives and moms do the same thing day in, day out. And today's culture doesn't really value that. So why is domestic work and homemaking meaningful, even though a lot of it goes unseen? And do you have encouragement for women who are listening in and who are just exhausted by maybe the monotony of their everyday to-do list? This is something actually that I've thought a lot about over the last month as I'm learning how to juggle three children under the age of five. Like you just said, the majority of my day right now is driving my four-year-old to and from school. I'm keeping my two-year-old entertained, nursing my newborn. Yeah, like you said, so much of it is monotony. Sometimes when I feel like the day is just dragging on or I'm longing for my husband to come home so I can have adult conversation, (laughs) I just, I really try to picture Mary. I, again, it just goes back to her with, with everything that I do, I think, you know, and it's funny, I was reflecting on this and we know very little about Mary's life from the Bible. She only comes into scripture a handful of times. And I don't think that's by accident. I, I'd like to think that it's because she shows us that there's so much value and beauty in a hidden life. And yet she's the most important persona of femininity and womanhood that we as Christians have to emulate. So I always think to myself, Mary walked this path of monotony before me, and she had an important role of raising the savior of the world. And yet she did all of this in a way that was hidden and quiet. And it just goes to show that really the most important role is in history has to do with motherhood. So I guess, you know, my encouragement is just on those days that are particularly difficult. And I know that I've been experiencing them, you know, and especially in the last month, it's just remembering that this work is, is the most important and it's so beautiful. And there's so much beauty in just the domestic hidden life of that. It flies in the face of, I think, what our culture holds up as successful, which is something that's measurable and something you can be applauded for and even being able to track some some success or things are getting better or becoming better at this certain task or being becoming more efficient. And I think motherhood in particular and, and the hidden work of domestic work just is very countercultural today. Exactly. Yeah. For women who are listening in and they're interested in, in starting a business, one of the biggest questions that a lot of them may have is is how practically to order business and a vocation. Can you speak into that integration of running a business with your role as a wife and a mom and, and working outside the home too, and what that looks like practically in your daily life? The reality is that I have found is with running your own business, there's never really an off switch. You can keep working into all hours of the night and still feel like you haven't accomplished much. But that's also true of motherhood. <laughs> like motherhood never turns off. I often feel pulled in both directions because both of them take so much time and so much energy. But when I feel pulled to work um, and my kids also need my attention because, you know, it's four o'clock and dinner is got it's got to be started. I try to remind myself that motherhood is my vocation. My business is my is 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 my means towards providing for my family. But the vocation always has to come first and foremost, and that's the sanctifying work above and beyond my my paycheck. That's, you know, my motherhood is what's going to hopefully get me to heaven I and draw me into to holiness with the souls that I have been given to provide for. 
in a spiritual capacity as well as a physical one. This I often joke that my um, my two year old is single handedly going to get me to heaven with how he tests my patience every day. And I just I think of that, you know, that that this is has to be in service to a higher good because otherwise God wouldn't place motherhood with much importance at all. But so back to what I was saying, I I think um, also practically speaking, we need lots of support and help um, from our husbands and from family members and that it's okay to acknowledge that. That's one thing um, that I have always had trouble doing is asking for help. But working and and in desiring to have a business or to work outside the home, you know, that can be in service to God. That is one way in which we can live out the feminine genius. And that's really beautiful. There's no there's no shame or harm in in doing something like that as long as the vocation that you are called to in motherhood and or being a wife, as long as that always, I think, takes precedence and is not put, you know, at the service of making money or or work, you know, whatever that may be. So that I guess would be my <laughs> my tidbit on that. <laughs> no, it's a good reminder. I think too, at least for for me and and working, it's easy to see a long list of to dos that like you said, that, that never actually are all done. And to then have a, a, a toddler who can test a patience or who just, who needs right. you totally, not distracted by work, but just totally present to them at that given moment. And it's so tempting to see the to-do list as having greater weight than that intentional time with a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, and it, constantly being reminded, no, this is, I love how you put that to the service of, no, this work is to the service of my family. My family isn't to the service of this, of this job or this business or whatever that looks like, but then just having those loves rightly ordered. I have a to-do list every single morning of what needs to get done. And I categorize it based on lovely lady linens, based on my attorney work and based on my personal life. And I can tell you that every single night, not those lists are not fully checked off. And I, over time, I, I am a, I'm a perfectionist, and it used to stress me out that I didn't see that check mark, you know, by every single one of my my tasks for that day. And then over time, I just realized, you know, that's I have to give myself grace that I'm trying to accomplish three major uh, prior, obligations in my life right now, and guess what? It's okay to put a little arrow in my calendar and one thing gets moved the next day and it's still going to have to get done, but it's okay that it didn't get done today. It's always going to be there and it's always going to be waiting for us. So why am I stressing out about the fact that I don't see the check mark? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. As the recovering perfectionist, solidarity, because sometimes, yes, like it it is a very large act of the will to write that arrow pointing to the next day because it is, it's so tempting to think this is on me. I should have been able to finish all of these things. And then the reminder that, like you said, no, this is actually three full-time jobs and I am one person and it's okay that they all didn't get done. Right, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) You know, another important aspect of your business, and I, I loved learning about this while getting ready for this interview, is your business mission, which is supporting the work of an classical liberal arts high school that was founded by your parents back in 1995. It was relocated to Africa in 2011. I would love to hear about this school and then also how you decided to offer a portion of your business proceeds to it. My parents began a classical high school when my eldest sister was entering 
high school. Um, and my siblings and I all attended. And um, eventually, as we got older and graduated, uh, my mom decided that it was too much for her to run a school. Um, but through friends who came here from Burundi, we learned that there's no Catholic, there was no Catholic high school there. And that's a primarily Catholic country. So they desperately wanted a Catholic code high school. Um, and so what basically happened was my mom transferred the entire education that was established here in the United States and all the curriculum, the textbooks, the uniforms, and relocated it to Burundi and just set up a Maria Monte Academy in Burundi, and it's called Maria Monte Academy Mudende, which is the town in which it is located in Burundi. Um, there are 120 students, boys and girls, grades seven through 12, and they walk upwards of two to three miles one way each day just to get to school. And um, it's it's a beautiful classical curriculum that was completely established under the Ignatian tradition um, here by my parents. And in terms of deciding to donate a portion of our proceeds, that was a pretty easy, easy decision for me because, um, well, Maria Monte in Latin means they love Mary. The motto of Maria Monte Academy is totus tus, which means um, totally yours. And that is taken from St. Louis de Montfort's book, True Devotion to Mary. Um, which means that basically we give ourselves totally to Jesus through Mary. And I've always, as like I mentioned before, I've always just been so deeply moved by my parents' love and devotion to Mary. So this really was a way to come full circle here with a business that is Marian themed and inspired and um, then to give back to a, a mission that was totally in love, in service to Mary um, by my parents and um, as a way to teach their children and other children how to know and love Mary through a classical education. That's incredible. You know, we've been talking about just the beauty and importance of a hidden, the hidden aspects of life and domestic work and seeing the devotion that your parents practiced in your home growing up and seeing how that's impacted you and how it's impacting every aspect of your life and then it also impacting your kids and the home that they're growing up in now and to see that devotion have such an incredible impact on your life and the decisions that you've made as a catholic woman throughout throughout your story is just just a reminder of how it may a lot of that devotion may have gone totally unseen to to the public to the outside world and and it's had such a major impact on you mm -hmm. that's a really good point as we talk about living out our faith in our in our home, one of my favorite ways to live liturgically is through food, whether that was making hot cross buns during the Triduum or celebrating our girls' baptism anniversaries with dessert. And I love how many of the liturgical living resources that lovely Lady Linens shares focuses on meals. How does your family live liturgically around a dinner table? And how does lovely Lady Linens equip others to incorporate the, Ch the Catholic Church's liturgical calendar into their family calendar? So, yeah, so my husband and I began living liturgically, meaning um, celebrating feast days, solemnities, our children's baptism days and um, name days, when my daughter Claire was about two years old. And it began as a desire to incorporate our faith into our daily lives through simple and tangible ways like food. Um, so, you know, we like to just make a simple special meal on, you know, certain feast days. 
um, like Our Lady of Guadalupe, we have Mexican food or, you know, something very simple like that. But it also makes a pretty big impression on my daughter, who's now four. And so she now it can associate, okay, Our Lady of Guadalupe, yes, yeah, she was from Mexico. You know, so it's just very easy because she remembers we have Mexican food on that day. Um, so some, it's just simple, simple ways um, to celebrate, to live our faith and provide easy, tangible ways for children to remember. Um, but the linens are also a way to celebrate Marian feast days. And, you know, I get emails all the time from customers saying how they pulled out their Fatima tablecloth on Our Lady, on the feast day of Our Lady of Fatima, and how the colors just speak to, um, what, what I write in the description of how, how I envision Portugal to be. I've never been there, but when I see Our Lady of Fatima and I see just the diversity and beauty of Portugal, that was all inspired into creating um, this, the Fatima collection. Um, so just in terms of setting a table with your family, and it can be as simple as having a tablecloth that is just reminds you in some simple way of Our Lady. I think that's just a, a beautiful way to honor her um, and to teach our families the faith. Um, and it's it's tangible. So children especially will remember, oh yeah, mom, on this feast day, you pull out this tablecloth, remember? Because it has this Marian symbolism. Um, so yeah, that's kind of been a, um, that was definitely a an impetus of starting uh, a Marian theme um, with the with the tablecloths was just in uh, in allowing families to incorporate those traditions. And I think too, what's what's so lovely about this, and also being a mom in a similar season of of toddlers five and under, where it's just it's so simple and it's so meaningful. Mm-hmm. Like thinking about like all of the the different scent memories and food memories that I have from growing up that my parents had around our home and how I'm, you know, now raising my own kids. And those, I, I still have vivid memories of them that weren't, they weren't extravagant. They weren't something that was really challenging to enter into or time had to be set aside for prep or anything. It was just, yeah, it was this food meant that we were celebrating this feast and and being able to see little kids in, in our own homes now as moms, being able to see them starting to make those memories and those connections and start to anticipate them. I love baptism anniversaries at our house where they know they get to pick a, sp- a special dessert that they love to celebrate their baptism. And now my oldest is four and her baptism anniversary is coming up. And it's so lovely to say, oh, I know that's coming up and I'm thinking about what dessert I'm going to choose. And so it's just such a lovely way to live liturgically, to, to be able to enter into it and have our home be a domestic church. Yes, exactly. That's exactly how my my four-year-old is too. And it's, it's, it's gratifying. It's edifying knowing like, wow, I'm the hard work that I'm putting in right now is slowly paying off. Not every day, <laughs> not when we're dealing with tempo tantrums, but sometimes. Yes. There's like these little glimmers of hope. We're like, okay, this is, we're getting there. We're slowly getting there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Therese, where can listeners connect with Lovely Lady Linens to shop online these collections and to learn more about you and your business? The easiest way to uh, connect with me is through Instagram. And it's just, my handle is lovely lady linens. And you can, I can also be reached through my website, which is www.lovelyladylinens.com. I have one last question for you before we close out our conversation this evening. And this one is, how do you live out the feminine genius in your daily life, especially as a woman who's inspiring domestic beauty in the everyday? On the one hand, I like to think that I live it out, you know, 
just really flawlessly in this beautiful way of living my mission in this wonderful business that's totally devoted to Mary and inspiring others to create a sacred space um, in their homes. But right now in this, in the day-to-day, -day, in this season of my life, um, as I'm sitting here rocking a newborn, um, it's, I'm, I think I'm living it out in just the, the hidden quiet life of service to three small children who need me very constantly. And I'm just trying to, to recognize the, the beauty and the virtue in that. And, and I'm just living my domestic life within my domestic church at the moment. <laughs> That's so good. And I love too that 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 is what you encourage with lovely lady linens and and in this season in particular like newborns have there's such a beautiful and raw reminder of every everything that they need is coming from you mm -hmm. <laughs> and and it's beautiful and it's good and it's hard and there's no sleep and <laughs> but there's I love that too there's beauty there's beauty and there's and there's virtue and it that love is never wasted so thank you thank you for your beautiful business for but also to for living out in your own home and for giving us a, a peek into that I love the baby noises in the background it's so sweet <laughs> thanks thanks Chloe it was such a joy to be here tonight Thanks for listening to this episode of Letters to Women. Check out the show notes for my conversation with Therese on my website, letterstowomenpodcast.com, or scroll down in your podcast player to learn more about lovely lady linens. In those show notes, you're also going to find a link to Sacred Heart Tea Company. They're the sponsor for today's episode. And finally, you'll find a link to sign up for my newsletter, Naptime Notes. Every month, I share favorite reads and braggable thrift store finds and what I'm stocking our free little library with in our front yard and updates on our adoption journey. Naptime Notes will always be free. But if you subscribe at $5 a month, you get early and ad-free access to all the Letters to Women podcast episodes before they go live. If you listen to this podcast, you love the conversations and the guests of the show, please leave a rating and review, especially if you're tuning in via iTunes or Spotify. And if you know someone who would love to listen in on this conversation with Therese, maybe it's your friend who's thinking of starting her own business or another friend who's worn down by constant piles of laundry around her home, please send this episode her way. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any future episodes. If you ever want to share about a guest you'd love to see on the show or share about your experience as a listener, you can always reach me via email at letters to women at gmail.com. I'd love to connect with you. That's all I have for today's episode. So until next time, be not afraid. <laughs>